Hello and welcome to The Hardy Brain, the show that takes athletic, introverted entrepreneurs and leaders and transforms them into ironclad brain performers. I'm your host, Dr. David Hardy, and today we've got another amazing guest on our show. He is the co-founder of Sub-Sahara Africa Brain Health Initiative, a neuroscience research fellow, and is on a mission to impact policy and lives in Africa. Welcome to the show, Obi or uh, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you so much, uh, David, for having me. Absolutely. Now, there's a lot of misconceptions about Africa. And basically, to it's kind of divided into North Africa and then Sub-Sahara Africa. And Sub-Sahara Africa comprises 46 very unique and different countries and cultures is the fastest growing population at over 1 billion people and has been riddled with atrocities as well. Uh, You've got a huge challenge here. What are some of the challenges when it comes to health, brain health, mental health, and kind of the health of this area of the world? Well, uh, I mean, these challenges are multifactorial, right? And... uh... Uh, we, we're trying every day to uh, solve them. And uh, Africa, like you mentioned, has had uh, issues from neocolonialism to colonialism to, um, you know, other impacts that, uh, of policies, uh, majorly economic policies, financial policies uh, um, that's affected the region. But uh, right now, there's a young, booming population uh, that's taking on the world and doing uh, really very well, especially if you talk about Nigeria, the music industry is booming. Uh, well, right. We're doing so well. People are, are being creative, uh, having their own agency and, and developing way to thrive in spite of those challenges and obstacles. So, uh Yeah. Uh, right. So, so go ahead. Yeah. 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 Sorry to interrupt, but basically, it's a massive different uh, kind of paradigm versus the U.S. or the Western world too. Um, you've got a young, booming population that's interested in taking taking over things and, and doing things for themselves, uh, versus an old, unhealthy population that's that's not doing too well. Um, so I, I wouldn't pitch it that way. I, I wouldn't pitch it that way. I, I think uh, for every society, they have their you know strength and weaknesses, right? Yes. Uh, but but we have the power of youth right now, which is uh, uh, you know one one of our key uh, strength. But we probably have yeah. you know those uh, atrocities that you mentioned that's affected the continent. But we don't want to be stuck in that. We don't want it right. to be just a single story of Africa. We want to go beyond that and see how we could, uh, you know, combine our strength, you know, across countries across the world. Because I think some of those borders are, you know, are just fastidious borders, right? If, if there's a right. way we could cut, cut across and work together uh, towards bringing everybody up, you know, understanding and making sure that the human Dignity, respect is preserved for everybody. So that's that's where we're coming coming at this. Not the oh poor yeah. me of victim <laughs> mindset. No, we we have agency. We we want to we we're contributing, and 
we want to work together with the rest of the world and make sure that um, nice. uh, everybody's doing well. So that's that's the mindset. Nice. With that mindset, though, um, that has got to be very powerful, but also very difficult at the same time. Like uh, I was reading 62% of sub-Sahara Africa is still rural based. So even within these borders of 46 different countries, it's still going to be very tribal and uh, very kind of uh, um, just one group versus another group. Uh, how do you get this message out that, yeah, let's walk together. Let's, let's move <laughs> move together like this is fascinating to me and you're in the midst of it you're trying to develop policy with so much diversity that it it would scare most people absolutely i I wish i mean if i had that solution or (laughs) or most of us have that i mean we've solved the problem and everybody goes on but right we, we (laughs) we know it's a very uh a uh, difficult uh, thing to do, especially when we've been conditioned over the years uh, yeah. from a place of uh, scarcity, right? Instead of like the place of abundance, like Africa has, uh, you know, abundant resources that are being tapped by major powers around the world, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. so, so, so is is actually figuring a way that we could ap- ap- approach things from a place of abundance. Not, not more like the crab mentality where, oh, if you if you go up, uh, uh, you know, I have to drag you down because if you succeed, I won't succeed, right? So that's the 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 the, um, the poverty mindset, right? right? So, but but going from a place of abundance and make making sure that uh we understand that there's enough for everybody, but we have to be strategic on how how we go about things that. The old ways of doing things, where um, you know multiple powers come in, and even some of our elites are uh, think, thinking through uh, the the process of uh, divide and rule, right, or some kind of deception, or or putting some kind of distraction, and in that yeah. process, you know, uh, people are busy fighting one another than focusing on how to bring one another up. Uh, like the people, the focus will be tearing one another down. And the primordial sentiment, you know, which is what happens to our brain, right? Those primordial sentiments of the amygdala takes over, right? Then, uh, you know, figuring a way to calm down and say, we have enough, let's find a strategy and let's work together. Right. So maybe we'll dive into kind of, yeah, how you get that message out again later. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned amygdala primitive centers and yeah, my, my brain wants to geek out now. And uh, so, yes, you've got several different regions that have been kind of at conflict with each other. There's been divide and conquer strategies from rulers, both abroad and within different countries and different groups. And what has this left the population with kind of brain-wise? Like, is there a lot of people who are just stuck in that fear center? And uh, then how do you reach it, especially when there's poverty and lack of resources? Um, What's the challenge? What's going on? And how is it being addressed? 
Well, uh, well, the the, the ch challenges around uh, um, you know getting a population that really um, very educated, right, yeah. or understand uh, that the old ways that we used to do things are not, you know, what brothers here can take us there, right? So figuring a way to like make sure that. We're preparing that the generation, the young generation that that, that we have now for our jobs of the future, right? Um, people, people in, in the past it used to be, you know, mainly going to the farm, getting enough to feed your family. But now the jobs we have now are mainly uh, automated, and there's okay. a lot of technology involved, right? So getting our booming population to be ready for the new jobs and um, Figuring a way to equally um, have agency in developing our own infrastructures, uh, bringing up to uh, global standards, and that, that will be very critical. So um, education, infrastructure, then uh, equally uh, policy, policy that's grounded in dignity for everybody, right? So whether it is... Uh, interacting and negotiating with uh, um, local players or international players, uh, just making sure that most of those policies, uh, po policy and our politics is grounded on dignity and respect for, um, you know, every everybody. So that's a high level overview, uh, you know, in terms of our approach. We're ready to like, you know, dig a little bit right deeper. You know, depends on uh, which direction you 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 want me to go. Yeah. So what about with the brain health then? Because we know if somebody is struggling with their brain health, with mental health as well, that they're not going to be easily educated or transition into a new career or a new pathway. Um, so kind of what is the predominancy of different brain health conditions in Africa and uh, how much of kind of um, an opportunity or maybe the opposite is it um, for people to advance if uh, they're still struggling with brain health? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you mentioned that critically, critical factor, which is addressing poverty. Right, because uh, uh, an angry, uh, a hungry man is an angry man, right? So right. <laughs> that's you can see the the level of that leads to that tribalism that you mentioned, and and the level of coup d'etats across the region where you know governments are being taken over, and there's a lot of restlessness, right? So right, and with poverty, yeah facts you know even kids being brought into the world across the lifespan so i know for for the united states we people are focusing right now on the brain health of baby boomers right and, and, and issues around dementia but but right from the, the time that someone is still in their their parents from the mother's womb you know right. issues around brain health is already in like being factored in alcohol use, uh, vitamin supplementation, some of those issues that if not well taken care of, maybe maternal health, education, um, not taken care of, will impact someone for the rest of their life. Even when they are born, um, based on the Lancet Commission, commission that about 40% of, 
of uh, dementia or issues around breathing could be uh, modified, right? Uh, just yeah. by addressing some of the key risk factors, right? Making sure that people are adequately educated, um, working on making sure that the lifestyles uh, are, are more encouraging physical activities, avoiding alcohol, avoiding uh, cigarette smoking, uh, avoiding obesity, managing diabetes, managing hypertension. Um, you know, some of this would really uh, take care of the brain health across the lifespan, right? But if you don't have a stable government, they don't have policies that are more friendly towards education, that's more like thinking through the next election and, and how to maintain power, and most of the, the money is going to defense, you know? Right. So yeah. those are the issues that if you don't have uh, uh, an Africa that has um, is infrastructure developed and not being tapped into as a producer of raw materials, and these raw materials are exported somewhere, um, you know, and 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 processed and brought back to Africa and sold at a higher rate, and they don't have the finances to maintain those skewed. Um, trade relationships uh, it, that's, that's that's problematic so so part of developing the infrastructure is equally not just allowing Africa to be a producer of raw materials but having structures in place within the country where I could process raw materials and export and employ people because if the youth are restless right they're not employed uh, they don't know where the next meal is going to be coming from that's anarchy. Right. So those are, those are some of the, the, the things that we need to address. And and um, and that, that means restructuring not just things that happen with, within Africa, but restructuring the entire world order in a way that will prioritize not just GDP, but dignity and respect for all humans. I don't know if that makes right. sense. That's, that's the direction <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it, like uh, at, at a more higher high skill, like upstream, then we can always come down. To discovering the latest molecule to like taking care of technology but if the policy <laughs> and politics is not you know gotten right, right locally in africa and internationally um i don't see a future for africa unfortunately i see more like a recolonization 2.0 and neocolonizing neocolonization and some other dynamics is already going on with major powers you know coming with different kind of soft power and some other dynamics uh, right. uh you know this, this, this that's the way it's playing out right now but those <laughs> are things i'm thinking about that we have to address upstream as well absolutely now we had met at the brain capital innovation summit uh so for the folks listening in it was a summit that brought in uh policy in the u.s uh mainly california texas and clinicians universities and med tech companies and investors. And uh, we, we started a, a conversation there off in the side and because I was really interested in what you were doing, Ovi, and, uh, and the different challenges. And uh, I think you really summed it up like the, the policy really does have that trickle down effect that if we can't get the basic things down, like, okay, let's not stress people out to the point of world conflicts. <laughs> um, let's not tr traumatize them. Uh, let's look at proper nutrition, physical activity, and uh, 
if those aren't in place first, then it doesn't matter what little devices made to, to fire into the brain and to change this pathway or this pathway, um, because the basics aren't there. <clears throat> and right now, yeah, we all kind of look at videos and Africa, a lot of the videos, a lot of people in Africa look fit. Uh, the obesity rates don't seem to be the same. Am I off base or is that changing too? Um, is Africa becoming uh, obese like the rest of the world then too? Or yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're, we're adopting very fast, you know, the, the Western, um, you know, ways of doing things, which is... Oh, all don't great. do that. We already have, uh, as you, you know, you've traveled around the world too and see that, uh, you know some of the the, the food chains and, and already like around most of the places in the continent. I mean, I mean, some people don't have drinking water in certain villages, but they will get a bottle of Coke, Coca Cola anywhere right. in Africa, right? So the the, the system is already, but they don't have clean drinking water, but they can uh, get it anywhere. So so uh, yeah, it's part of like uh, you you might. Yeah, the idea is not to adopt everything uh, the 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 West does, but the the West is a really great role model to Africa, and not just Africa, but people around. Because the West, in as much as you could criticize, um, you know, the United States or or or, or the UK or some other um, the Europeans, but they made great strides. They've been very innovative, so. There's that tendency to to want to copy on on mirror, which is part of a human uh, you know tendency. If someone is doing better, you want to learn from their best practices and 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 get to implement that. But right. the problem sometimes is like is sometimes we equally copy what is not the best practice. So <laughs> in terms of obesity, is gradually increasing. So that's why the Sub-Saharan African Brain helps. Uh, Initiated, we were very, uh, very strong on education, right? Because the context is a little bit different for, uh, you know, uh, folks in, in Africa and the United States, right? Uh, in some places, people still believe that dementia or some neurocognitive issue is more linked with, uh, you know, uh, spiritual kind of attacks or, or, or witchcraftry. Right. right. So, we, yeah. So we are very uh, cognizant of, of addressing some of those issues to say, oh, we, we don't want to do pseudoscience. Some things have been tested and we know what it is. And these are some of the issues. So enlightenment awareness is, is the first step for us. Then a, a part of that next step that we're looking at is equally establishing research infrastructure around uh, neuroscience uh, and, and brain health within the region because it's, uh, the way cognitive issues manifest in certain um, individuals might be different from the way it manifests from different uh, some other individuals. And the, and the genet genetic pool for Africa and uh, uh, they, they, it might be different a little bit from if you're the uh, you know, individuals from other parts of the world. So we want to make sure that as we're de developing therapies that we're 
we're designing some of the uh, technology for the next uh, generation that we're probably uh, making sure that, that, that we have diversity in, in what we do. So that's part of the lens. Uh, the Sub-Saharan African Green Health Initiative mm. is looking at things too. How do we, um, you know, educate our people, then probably build up the resource infrastructure and make sure that everybody's being carried along uh, as we de develop uh, the, the next breakthrough uh, therapies for uh, neuroscience. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we've touched on some of the diversity within this region, but walk us through kind of the diversity of brain health in different regions of Africa then. Uh, kind, of, kind of put me through a tour here in the listeners because <laughs> I... I, I I don't know one one country necessarily from the next, and uh, especially forty six different countries. Um, I'd be I'd love to travel and, and find that out. Um, but let's have you be the tour guide right now. What's the difference between different areas and uh, maybe brain diversity? Well, I've not really um, I've not really reset so much um, across various regions. We, we're just getting started. Yeah, uh, we're learning a lot. Just ask some questions at this time. But what we know, like from the brain health space within the United States, the emphasis has been more on dementia. Right. But we know, like for Africa, there fully other issues beyond dementia, especially for our young population that's the coming up. Right, the issues around uh, you know cancers uh, of the central nervous system and and mm. and, and, and uh, traumatic brain injury from road traffic accident and uh, gender-based violence that results uh, from that. So those are some of the you know um, feedback we're getting that beyond dementia, even before people get to that, you know. The, that that age, there are other things that are going on. So, right. but uh, but now, as now, we yeah, now would there, now would there be would there be a country that maybe has more of that prevalency then um, that that struggles with it more, um, and maybe what countries are are succeeding a bit bit faster than the others then? Yeah, in terms of population, Nigeria, Nigeria, um, you know, have massive uh, young population ahead. South Africa have similar issues and there's a lot of research and partnership between um, African uh, organizations and US-based organizations ongoing, especially in Nigeria and South Africa. These are those okay. I know. And South Africa, there's a lot of uh, research around gender-based violence, right? Uh, especially okay. with respect to traumatic brain injury. For Nigeria, it's mainly road traffic accidents that the results in that, right? And so what we're thinking is like as the demographic shift, just the way we saw for the the uh, baby boomer population in the United States within the next 10, 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Africa will start getting to that point where uh, dementia might be an issue uh, at that point. But but some of the other pressing issues right now, it's mainly uh, TBI, then um, there is equally some issues around... Uh, Infectious disease uh, 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 induce neurocognitive uh, uh, disorders, especially HIV-associated dementia. 
that we're uh, currently seeing, especially in pe people that are not on, on their medication or, or individuals that have been on medication for a very long time and then and, and observing if there are side effects from this medication. So so infectious disease is still a huge, you know, huge fact, issue, so, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in that, uh, especially considering the fact that we're coming out from um, being part of HIV, malaria, tuberculosis that's pledged uh, most most of the sub-Saharan Afri African countries for for the last uh, twenty to thirty years. Wow, yeah. So there's still a lot of issues that have been forefront for a long time that that are still still not not being uh, being taken care of. Uh, have you seen steps in the right direction in that that case, though? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a uh, uh, a lot of uh, progress. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of progress. Uh, so with the the PEFA funding, which I believe that was signed in, into uh, action during the uh, George W. Bush administration, right, for uh, addressing HIV issues around the country. I think for Nigeria, they almost almost between the 1990 target. I mean, getting 90 people, like making. Like over ninety people that are with HIV are at least tested. Over ninety are enrolled in therapy, and over ninety percent of them have um, the the uh, the count the uh, CD four counts that's within like some manageable number that's been uh, proposed. So I think they're right. making for Nigeria. They have almost achieved that target of ninety ninety ninety. Right, and and I want to believe that in terms of brain health, that could you know help address some of the issues around maybe HIV associated dementia, right? And I've seen policy in place in in in, in some countries where, um, you know, governments making sure that people don't drink when they're driving, and um, you know, the speed limits are you know looked into properly, and um. Drivers get regular eye eye sight checks, and so so strategies around prevention of um road traffic accidents in general, right? And you have seen advocacy awareness uh, around gender based violence and grant money being put in that direction to support uh internal and external stakeholders that are working in um uh, within that space. So a lot of progress. And nice. education very, as well, good. Yeah. education as well, you know, more people are going to school, more people are graduating. So it's, yeah. it's all good news for Africa. So, but we, we need a strategy uh, in place and we need uh, uh, a leadership that really understand the need to like strengthen policies around brain health. So that's uh, what we're hoping to achieve. Nice. Now, the the whole concept of leapfrogging has been been mentioned in like technologies where uh especially with uh computers and cell phones that africa leapfrogged and developed one of the better uh mobile phone uh networks versus uh at at your desk computer top um what areas do you think africa could leapfrog in this arena of brain health and and just overall all health 
you you said it. I was just smiling when you when you brought that, that <laughs> like moving from not just the cable but just going straight to mobile, and and we could do that with the digital health space, right? Um, right. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the area that uh, you know, Sabi, we're looking for partners. We're we're talking to people to see how we could move Africa. You know, just leapfrog, uh, leveraging, uh, you know, digital health uh, to do that. Uh, to address some of the brain health challenges. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, right. a, lot, a lot has been done here, and we, we just have to, um, you know, leverage some of the best practices, right? Uh, because right. Uh, people already made mistakes, and uh, we don't have to repeat those mistakes. We could just uh, leverage that and, um, you know, just work together collaboratively towards uh Moving the needle around brain health in in, in in Africa, and 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 the the good thing is, um, there's a lot of African diaspora, right? So is equally good for, you know, um, the uh the 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 United States and some other uh, uh countries that are leading um, you know, innovation within the space to invest in Africa and, and work with Africans. Uh, because whatever best practice we get there is probably going to benefit, uh, you know, people from from around there. So we're we're open to you know, um, you know, opportunities to partner. So where Africa is ready for business in terms of brain health <laughs> and beyond. So we're just uh, looking forward to, you know, uh, working with everybody and uh, yeah, we could reach out to us and uh, we we happy and looking forward to collaborating. Nice. No, it's that collaboration piece that that uh, is that overall theme, and uh, it it's amazing. Now we talked about mobile phones as well, uh, digital health, um, urban versus rural areas. Um, is this kind of the avenue to get the message out? Then is that yeah, Africa does have this great mobile network. Um, is that how education could be advanced? And so that it doesn't lead to the mass urbanization that maybe other centers have, have felt and uh, crumbling infrastructure and uh, more poverty, if, if that kind of is, is the development um, occurring or trend. Um, can it be kind of work from home, <laughs> work from your tribal area? Uh, is, is that one of the possibilities here or is that kind of just an out there thought that I that well, well we 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 don't know for sure i mean it's it's uh it's, it's one of the possibilities uh, I, I mean there's uh one of the documentaries i was uh you know looking at where even you know uh the the roles of the uh the baristas at the the coffee shop are equally automated right so you 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 right. you, you, you begin to so if it's already automated and you're coming to the city to do that those kind of menial job that's even it's not even available for you right so yes, what are correct yeah what, what, what are some of the uh strategies that we want to put in place to address um you know that raw urban movement and empower people to do great job wherever they are Right, uh, because right. the in- internet uh, has actually um, the infrastructure for is fully developed to work from anywhere, 
you know, for most people now, depending on the kind of job you do, except few ones that you really have to be there in person, right? So it all depends on the kind of work individuals within the rural communities are doing. But for for those in Africa, most times it's usually farming, you know, and you know, but some some come to the city to do some some menial job, but some people they come to get education. So if there's a way you could leverage the power of the internet to like get your education without going to the city to pay a lot of, in terms of accommodation and some other issue. I mean, that, that's a win-win. Uh, the pandemic already showed us that this is possible. We, we saw that play out, especially for adult education. For kids, it's still a little bit difficult to, to right, have yes. them stay on a Zoom for a long time and Zoom fatigue. Yeah, no. and, uh, so, so but, but for adults, I believe it's doable. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, of possibilities in, in that direction, if you, yeah. Nice. What are some of the other things that get you really excited and uh, showing up each day at work to, and to, uh, to really herd cats and, uh, and, <laughs> and bring people together? Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, a bottom line is, uh, like, I always want to make things better than I saw it, like, that, 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 that I witnessed it or the the way I experienced it, right? And and I think right. I think for for most humans, that's what we want to see. We want to see uh, people get better educated, right? Not just uh, uh, the competitiveness of like, oh, I went to this school, you couldn't get it, and you know those kind of things. It's just right. making sure that people have the basic things they need and and they could uh, take care of themselves and they take care of them their families right because right. that's the basis of of of, of brain health right fully really functional is, yes. human yeah. where, where the cognitive sensory the social emotional the behavioral you know factors are actually functioning in in a way that will help everybody reach their full potential across the lifespan right so right. Right, if you're doing well, someone else is doing well. There's, uh, you know, uh, limited or or no, no. I mean, there's still going to be despair, but not at the level we're seeing it. Right, yes. the level we're seeing it is anarchy and lack of hope. So, if we could, uh, give it a, a strong foundation where everybody could try, right? And as if everybody's striving and and doing well for themselves, I don't think they will have, uh, you know, time to, you know, storm in uh, the capital on January 6th, for example. <laughs> or, or, or that's that's how anarchy, you know, uh, that's how society or, or major civilization get, like, tear, tear, torn apart, right? So, right. so, so the brain health or, or even the concept that we discussed in Santa Clara, brain capital, you know, yes. it will be crucial, uh, you know, in, in making sure that everybody is thriving, irrespective of their location, rural community, urban community, it, it, I don't think it's relevant. The the thing is, like, we are the adults in the room, uh, you know, we could work together and have a um, policy and our politics that are grounded on dignity and, and, and respect for all humans rather than just a key emphasis on GDP. Right. Now, 
this has been an amazing show and I just have to really give it to you the the passion to, to bring people together and to, to get this message out and to move people together and walk side by side with them. Um, you've just resonated so much hope to everyone. Uh, there's going to be people that want to reach out to you. Uh, how do they do that? How do they, they find you? Yeah, so I'm um, a fellow with the Global Brain Health uh, Initiative. I could leave a link to that, and so you could uh, visit that, that my uh, page and just write me an email. Um, I'm always, uh, you know, um, available. Or it could be reached via email, and uh, this, the uh, the the Software and Brain Health uh, Initiative website will be coming up very soon as well. So we'll leave uh, contact information on how we could be reached. Excellent. So reach out to Obi. Wait, it won't be too long. The Sub-Sahara Africa Brain Health Initiative website will be up and reach out. And for everyone listening, stay tuned to the next episode of The Hardy Brain, the show that takes athletic introverted entrepreneurs and leaders and transforms them into ironclad brain performers. Take care.